Welcome back to Bob. Uh, for those of you who are new here, don't forget to subscribe. And also, we got a guest today. Yeah, that's, we're not just sitting on the same side of the barrel for no reason. <laughs> yeah. This looks so awkward. Just... Uh, comedian out of Texas. Uh, his name is Nat Rogachevsky. Very, very funny guy. Discovered him. Just saw him on Kill Tony. Absolutely murdered it. Uh, so via Joe Rogan today, Nat Rogachevsky. Nat, come on in. What's up? Oh, oh, no. First guy. Yeah, I think we're, yeah, I, I didn't shut anything off. Here we go. Hey. All right. <laughs> Beautiful. You took quite a spill, the man. The robot completely ate shit. There's pieces flying everywhere, but we got it working. Perfect. Give me one second. Mine's, my camera's like, uh, tilted now. Hold on. Yep. You can tilt it upwards, probably. See if that works. Perfect. All right. We're rocking. All right. This is Nat Rogachevsky. Currently, you're in Texas, right? Uh, yeah, currently in Texas for the next uh, projected time being. Right on. You're from Boston originally, right? Correct. Boston, Boston, or like, yeah, no one's really, you know. from, no one's really from Boston. I feel. <laughs> yeah, I'm from like, uh, I'm from the burbs outside of Boston. I grew up in a town called uh, Newton, Massachusetts, right but uh, like ten minutes from downtown. And uh, I like grew up in all of the surrounding neighborhoods, moving around a bunch. But yeah, I'm not gonna say that anytime everyone. Yeah, asks. No, yeah, definitely not. There's no point. Definitely, definitely don't say that. What do you do? You ever do you ever yeah. do you ever catch yourself grabbing the accent? Yeah. So back in the day, so I don't, I don't drink anymore. But when I did, yeah. every time I'd have a couple, it would start to come out pretty hard. But really, what happened is my dad, from a very early age, as soon as I started to pick it up, would. Uh, tell me I, I wouldn't get a job if I had one. I'd not be able to oh, wow. get employed. <laughs> That's hilarious. So you kind of scared it out of me. So you've been you've been sober for a long time. Yeah, going on um uh like four four and a half years now. And that's that's straight sober, like straight edge, nothing. Sober, sober, sober. Sound nice. like the Anthony or Bor- the Anthony or Anthony Bourdain version was like he kept drinking even after he quit everything else. But you went you went the whole thing, right? Yeah, yeah. The Anthony Bourdain version was he was an alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like, uh, I like recently started getting into jujitsu, so that will hope, like maybe be a thing that'll tide me over. Yeah. But oh hell yeah! If I, I like, I have a thing about this where I tried to like, uh, and I have a joke about this, but I tried to like uh, do like just psychedelics for a while. Yeah. This one time I was like 30 days like sober, sober, and to celebrate, I took acid. And I was like, uh, and I was like in the woods, and I was like, oh, this is so great. Like, I'm one with nature. This is amazing. Let's get some heroin. Let's, uh, <laughs> Immediately. Let's get some smack. Oh, man. 
Amazing. Well, good for you. Four and a half years is fucking great. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's it. Thank you. Not the theme of our podcast, unfortunately. Um, but and, yeah, you, <laughs> you've been you've been doing comedy for how long now? You haven't been doing comedy for that long. No, so I started at the end of February of this year. Wow, wow. I had done like a maybe like four open mics before that, just like stumbling into one my buddies were performing at one and i was like you know i'll go on stage and say words yeah um but at the end of february actually in that episode of kill tony where where you had seen me it said this is crazy so my buddy mason smith really funny comic on the same episode as who'd always been trying to get me into doing comedy invited me to my buddy Dave Caggiano's house, also on that episode oh, of Kill Tony, the Italian firefighter wow. kid. Because he was having an outlaw open mic. Yeah, there was a whole bunch of Boston of guys on that episode. There was, like, there was like three or four. Yeah, that's right. And so like my whole arc of getting into comedy was like displayed on that wow. episode. Trippy. How do your friends feel Tony? about you just absolutely murdering it? On that, on that show. How do they feel about that? Cause a few of them ate shit. Uh, and mostly not, they didn't eat shit in the sense that they ate shit in the sense that like, I mean, Tony's going to fucking find something about you. Right. But, uh, oh yeah, a hundred percent. So like, uh, like it's all with Dave, with Dave, it was like he got a little nervous and tried to roast one of the fam- most famous roast comedians of all time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not going to go well. Which I like, I get in my soul why you'd want to do that, yeah. but in my brain, I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, you got to come prepared, man. Like, if you're going to do that, yeah, you, you gotta better have be the funniest like, shit. You know what I mean? Had you been to see K- Kill Tony live before? Yeah. Uh, so, me and my girlfriend, we moved out here from Boston, and we were visiting in, like, at the end of May, in the beginning of June, to check out Austin to see if it was the move, and we went to a couple of tapings. Oh, right. sweet. And what so what's that like when you when you go to the taping um if you're if you're signing up are you like segregated elsewhere or are you in the crowd yes you're you're se- you're okay you're so, separated so they have you in like this bullpen right. this like caged off area essentially hmm. right and you're waiting just hanging out with a bunch of comics trying to like you know just like shooting the breeze but like just keeping your eyes open enough to like maybe your name gets called yeah but your phone's also like locked up like everybody else's oh wow so you're kind of like like just like and the likelihood of getting called is like between five to eight in between 80 to 120 holy shit people people sign up that's i thought it was like 25 30 people i didn't know they kept that many people back oh my god crazy yeah so like it, yeah. it's kind of a sacrifice too because uh, Wes and I were talking about maybe going down to Texas um, in December just to go hang out, see some shows, do some open mics and whatnot. And I was like, yeah. I was like, I'd love to do Kill Tony, but I'm like, I want to watch Kill Tony. I want to like, I want to sit there and have a good time. You can do both. Oh, okay. So if you purchase a ticket, oh, I see. You can go in through the like uh, general admission but still sign up oh, outside. Oh, that's Sweet. what we do for sure. Yeah, that's the call now. <laughs> yeah, that's what you do. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Fuck yeah. Are, 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 uh, are there like a lot of people nervous wrecks in that bullpen waiting there fucking... Yes. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. 
Even though they, even like yes. you said, there's like no uh, five out of a hundred is a low percent. One yeah, in twenty. The fact that you and your and buddies like this, all got like, called up is fucking wild. That's funny. That is insane. That is pretty insane. crazy. Um, yeah, there's people like schvetzing back and forth. There's people like losing their shit, like going through their notes. Uh-huh. Like for me personally, like the place I always want to be at before I, I I get on stage, regardless of the setting, is like. Just kind of hanging out, shooting the shit with my comic friends. It's like the best place yeah. to, to be yeah. before going up for me. And so, you know, me and my buds are just kind of shooting the breeze. And it's like Nat Rogachevsky and we're all <laughs> running off. Yeah. For but anyone who doesn't know like what Kill Tony spot. is, by the way, I just want to, I just want to say that mm. we left the link below where you can watch Nat's set. Um, it's basically a, a live podcast comedy show where they bring up uh, comics, some new, some old, and everybody's got a minute to kind of, uh, drop their new material, and then they got about eight to ten minutes of being roasted by whoever's up on stage. And uh, the fucking stuff that comes out of there is just gold. You never know what you're going to see. Yeah. You, the, I I liken it to like a modern version of like a Howard Stern esque show because it's kind of totally. a there's kind of a freak show. You're getting some raw shit. You're getting some random stuff. You know what I mean? Like you never know what's going to happen, and uh, and it's no holds barred. It's just absolute comedy. Pure comedy, just trying to make people laugh, nothing else. And it's just really nice totally. to see. It's, um, I mean, like, well before I even started, like, performing or anything like that, I'd been a big fan of Kill Tone. It's, it's like, one of the most unique shows that you can see yeah. in any context. There's really nothing like it around. It's so much fun. It's also a great opportunity, like, for the comics. Yeah. yeah. It's a massive so, like, stage. Yeah. Do, do you? It's, it's really cool. What other shows are you hitting up when you're down there? Is well, there other you, big... you got the secret show after that, right? They gave you, uh, uh, okay. they gave you an opener at the secret show. How did that go, dude? It was awesome. It was like, uh, you know, it's a bit of a throw you to the wolves set because it's like an opening spot and like a not super late show, right? And like, but it went great, dude. I, like, it was an awesome opening set. I got to introduce my buddy Simon as like the next artist, and they do it like shotgun style, right. like L.A. style. So it's just a comic introducing the next yeah, just comic. Yeah, keep it rolling. That's great. But I got to, I got to be on the si- same lineup as like Red Band and Tony Hinchcliffe. So it was like <laughs> amazing. amazing. Just totally nuts, you know what I mean? And and a bunch of like local comics out here who are like at that like coming up level that I like just admire so much. Yeah. So just like shooting the shit in the green room with like, you know, personal heroes was sick as fuck. You yeah, know? dude, absolutely. And the fact that you've only been doing it for six months is crazy probably to a lot of comedians out there who've been fucking trying to get on the show or just trying to get a set you know somewhere i mean i i personally think it's fucking dope and i think you know it just goes to show you that even even if you're new on the scene if you're a funny dude man just fucking just have at her you know your your act out of that fucking fat guy doing his hair the one you started with is like my favorite act out it's Uh, so subtle but it's so perfect you know anyone who's ever put on some weight has fucking done those moves and it's yeah. like that's why the best thing to start this with guy. in Kill Tony. Oh yeah, I've been that guy. So I'm that guy right now. He thinks this matters still. Yeah, I fucking uh, every yeah. day. So dude, I think that's like one of your uh, your 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 superpowers was to was to start with that bit because everyone okay. instantly was like, yeah, this fucking guy's so like good. got it. So good. Well, that's I appreciate that a lot. I actually had uh, crafted that one like like maybe like five days before that that yeah. set. Oh wow! Because I just saw. There's like a club out here called the the Romo Room. It's a it's a room within this other venue. And it's really cool. And I was literally in the bathroom at an open mic, and I was watching this happen. Fuck yeah! 
<laughs> and my douchebag mind is like, doesn't matter. What are you doing? What are, yeah. what are yeah. we doing? Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Nat, you want to move the uh, the camera just a little bit to your left, or move your body to the right, or move your two. body to the right just a little bit. There oh, you yeah, go. Now yep. you're in the center screen. That's there. it. That's it? Yep. All right, bet. Wonderful. Yeah. We just got to see all the chins. There we go. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> that's way better. Yeah, man. That's fucking. That's crazy. So you've been hitting up a lot of open mics, I guess, down there, huh? Yeah, I try to hit like three a night. Three a night. Wow. Right? wow. That's so there's good. A, there's it's just like become this mecca of comedy, hasn't it, Austin? Which is insane, yeah. like, since everything's open. Well, it's cool. It's, like, kind of the perfect place for for you to do comedy. Like, it, it, it on paper makes sense. Because it's, like, Austin specifically is this kind of, like, liberal oasis in a sea of red. Which is perfect because you have this emphasis on, like, people really respecting, like, like individual freedoms. Right. So everything's open. Everybody's, like, allowed to do their own thing. Right. And then it's like progressive enough where you have like a modern enough crowd, but it's like the people that call themselves liberals out here, yeah, compared to Boston, it's like you don't know what a yeah, liberal yeah. is. Totally different. That's so hilarious. Like, that was the whole and, thing I yeah. talked about in the interview. The it's fact like that it's in the you... middle of of just yeah, a, you know, big red state. I mean, that's. I guess it's a great place for comedy to be, you know, because you look at L.A. I mean. You know, things are things are sometimes probably too woke. LA, and too, you know what I mean? Yeah, LA, you just get a lot of applause breaks for shit you say because everyone agrees with you. Yeah, yeah, like, it's like yeah, just give it up, for laughing, the, give it up for the troops. You know, mm, yeah. like fucking there's, <laughs> just constant, you know, just constant uh, yeah. virtue signaling and that type of shit. So, yeah, no the the wave is uh, the wave is crazy. It seems like there's like a new killer moving to town like every day, and um. And what's really cool is because it's this new developing scene, like it hasn't had a chance for like outside industries to like really negatively affect it. So everyone who's moving here is some great comic, maybe not someone, but like usually someone who's like at least confident enough of themselves to take that next step and move to a place to do comedy specifically without like all of the influence of like the coast. So there's way less you know clickiness that you might find in other comedy scenes like we're all in here we're all new it's to town, all new yeah just trying to make it so there's an incredible community right now yep. of young comics that are like just so focused on getting funnier and better that's amazing and like kind of specifically avoiding all the other bullshit yeah uh it's pretty sweet makes a lot of sense i mean in like in the magic industry like we'll have the same thing like New York and LA have always been like magic meccas. And it feels like mm-hmm. once, once you've done the New York scene and you've done all that, you move to LA to get closer to, you know, the castle and get closer to these, uh, you know, sure. celebrity type, you know, people and whatever. But I feel like it's the same type of energy, uh, that, that New York used to have yeah. with, with magic where you just have this like underground people going there just for that. And it, there's, there's like a buzz in so, the air, man. It's like a, and now all the greats in magic live near Montreal. So, uh. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, is a place like uh, is a place like the castle? Is that like your guys's like comedy cellar store. or comedy store where it's like one of the goals is to work that room? Uh, it is and it isn't. I, I feel like definitely for a lot of people the goal is the castle, but mainly because it looks good on paper. Like a lot of a lot okay. of corporate stuff and like. You get hired and you say, oh, you know, everybody knows the castle. So if you say, oh, yeah, I fucking headlined at the castle, like that's that's a crazy achievement for them. For us, I've been there a dozen times, you know, just hanging out or going with friends and 
it's just kind of worn off on me, but it does still have that it, feeling for a lot of people. Yeah, it's still. I think you just if you pulled magicians in general, you'd get the response that it is very much like the comedy store. Yeah. Like they want to be there, they want to be a regular. Sure, right. It, it's not our goals, yeah. right? But it is a lot of people's. So yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty pretty fair comparison. Yeah, I think a lot of people. The, the cool. difference is, is like with comedy and magic, a lot of people can do like you can rent out your own. You you could basically have residency with magic, right? And so I could like uh, at a buddy of mine who was at this hotel and he had a residency there for his show. So he'd do two shows a night, three, four nights a week. You know what I mean? The same show over and over and over where you couldn't necessarily do that with stand up all the time. Right. And so that's why the goal isn't always to go to the castle. The goal is to have your own show, have your own sort of mini magic castle going on at one of these venues, so, you know? So I, this is, right, now right. you might be interested to hear this. There's a reason there's like not a lot of magic specials out like there is comedy specials and it's cuz a lot of magicians don't want to turn over that material. They want to do the same material for 20 years. That's true. So they don't like sure. so you can't just go on Netflix and just watch an hour long magician on stage yeah, doing fucking a show. most of it isn't theirs anyways. Yeah, ex- exactly. And, and and so it's like the turnover for people learning new magic is so much less. That's why yeah. we both uh, uh, migrate to comedy and, and yeah. re- respect and revere comedy so much is the amount of I'm going up three times a night trying new shit and the trying to get better and it's sure. original you'll get called out for a hack joke you won't get called out for a hack trick no you in, really won't. In, in magic because secrecy is the fucking commodity right is the currency yeah. like yeah. So, so no one's talking about like you won't have the public being like that That's isn't a his really trick. Interesting element to it. Yeah, yeah you, you exactly. Can, like, so you can get away with like fucking. We're being, not supposed yeah, to. Yeah, you can get away with being it. a hack your whole fucking career. You can make a full time job uh, and never have an original thought. Dude, in your head. You do AGT fucking all this shit. These guys are soaring yeah. onto yeah. crazy shows, doing late night and everything, just doing shit that some other guy came up with, and yeah. it really no one talks about it. Like no one really in the magic. It's just kind of like a yeah, hey, good for you. I've done it some corporate wor- events. I've I fucking been, uh, mail it in and I do tricks that I just fucking bought for $50. I'm like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Right. Cause like, yeah, it's whatever. different. It's different. I've been working on a, on a joke about like my new thing is going to karaoke bars and calling the people singing hacks. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Being like, that, that's a fucking Billy Joel song. <laughs> this guy's doing Billy Joel right now. <laughs> So good, yeah, man. Oh. Uh, just go lip sync. Just go lip sync out of karaoke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you fan? So, you fan of karaoke? Yeah, I mean, as much as the next guy, you know. Oh, what yeah. I mean, like, uh, it's it's a it's definitely like one of the better things to like actually do, like going out. Yeah, as like a thing to do. Absolutely. Oh yeah, you fucking sang at Kill Tony, didn't you? I forgot this. Yeah, so, right, you murdered that. that was amazing. That was, oh the, that was the best freestyle I heard in a while. Yeah, I can't sing for shit, so oh, I'm always thanks, impressed dog. when people can carry a tune at all. Yeah, can't do comedy either. Yeah, I like, I like. Uh, <laughs> that was the th- that was the shit. Is like because I actually like like singing, and they were like trying to kind of edge it out of me, and I was like, dude, I like really don't want to do this <laughs> right now. <laughs> you you like, held truly. it too close to your heart. You're like, oh. Yeah. That's the thing about that show is like every, I feel like everybody fucking gets caught on Kill Tony. Every time I watch somebody, I'm yeah. like, well, then don't fucking mention it. Like people yeah. say shit yeah. in their whether it's in their act or just as an answer, like yeah. an honest answer. They'll be like, uh, you know, I fuck my cousin, and they're like, no, I don't want to talk about it. You're like, of course he's gonna talk about it. Like yeah. just don't fucking say it. Then you got to be real careful of what you say. It's actually funny. I feel kind of bad about it. So I got on again, and I, like the episode airs on. uh on monday oh hell yeah 
and and the jokes I do is about uh, when I was a kid, my mom would beat my ass. And then they were like, so did your mom beat your ass? And I was like, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Whether or not it's true, oh, mom's like, going to so watch this tough, episode. Dude. <laughs> Cannot wait to see this. <laughs> yeah. And and, that, and it's like, and it sucks because it's like, it's all good. Like, we're great. But like, they're like, of course, for five minutes being like, oh, yeah. And then and then and you'll you'll see all of this. Tony starts roasting me about like the degree to which I'm being like public about it. Right. Like he's like, yeah, my mom beat my ass too. I just don't parade it around. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, you ass. Yeah. <laughs> I, see now, now the fact you say you you going up again makes me think that that uh, when Tony reaches in that thing and pulls out names, he's just saying whatever the fuck he wants. No, dude, there's 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 a whole conspiracy. Like I've heard conspiracies <laughs> people put like, oh, if you put one name, if it's like a single name, he'll pick you. And there's this whole lore, right, of like people who think. Like, so I've heard like rumors that I cannot validate yeah. in any way that there's no real there's no real like discrepancy in terms of the bucket pull it's almost completely like 100% luck of the draw yeah um i have heard that if you've been like crazy lucky and have been getting up super duper consistently uh and like maybe it wasn't the best show mm. for example like you know you, you've kind of like just run its course yeah. they might not they might like I mean, I agree. I wouldn't too. I wouldn't. You know, yeah. you, you can't. Yeah, it's a it's a business at some point. That's just a rumor, though. So yeah, I mean, the, you, you want know, new the, blood, you know, as well as being, you yeah. know, you got a hundred and some people waiting. Like, of yeah. course, it makes yeah. sense. A lot of us, you know, you get somebody like uh, what was uh, the uh, the old lady that went up at the same at the same night you did dressed as Superwoman or whatever was that or was that the, uh, the I week? think that is becoming a like recurring. Yeah, yeah, it feels thing, that. The uh, what's her what's her name? I forgot. Yeah, yeah. she was up with uh, um, Buddy once, the redheaded guy, oh, Montgomery. William, William Montgomery. Montgomery yeah. yeah. Uh, she she was uh, she. You know, I mean, it's it's a novelty Amy. thing. It's a, Amy. Like, Tony loves novelty shit. Like he loves. Oh yeah. Freak show novelty, any type of like burlesque, like cringe act. Like he's all about it, which I love because mm-hmm. most people in his position, I think, would be like, no, this is that's not comedy, and like. Where's the joke? He finds the funny in everything, and I think that's part of the charm of the show. Right. You know what I mean? We had a so that, that's a Amy O is her name, All right, and right. Uh, she showed up at this open mic, this like late night open mic we have out here, and my buddy Alden hosts it, and she was up, and I was like, "Is that that crazy lady Amy O <laughs> from the uh, Kill Tony show?" And he goes, "Yeah, we get her for free." That's <laughs> 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 great. Who uh, who are you? Uh... Who, who's your comics that you like? Who's your like uh, inspiration? Who you who, mm. who do you watch? Yeah, I mean, I like all the legends. Like, it would be easy to go down like the goat list, like Burr, Chappelle, like sure. those. You know, these are like some of the greatest yeah. of all time for sure. But like, when I get asked that question, I like to talk about like either lesser known guys or like more up and coming guys. So like, right now, I think like without a doubt, like the future is a guy like Shane Gillis. Yeah. Oh, dude, like, we're fun. massive Shane Gillis fans. I think he's insanely, insanely talented, yep. funny. So. And I love, I love like the crazy witty like New York comics that like have really wonderful careers like within the city and like touring and stuff like that, but might not have the commercial acclaim. Like a guy like Mike Vecchione is like one of the, he's like just a fucking genius. Mm. His album, for anyone listening, 
Mike Vecchione, worst kind of thoughtful, is about like a, as good of a, a comedy album as you could possibly ask for. The jokes on it are just incredible. Love Mark Norman, love Sam yeah. Morell, yeah. like that whole crew of people are fan. Like I tend to lean towards New York guys over LA guys in terms of the comedy I, yeah. I dig. Um, uh, Bobby Kelly, yeah. Robert Kelly is like in turn like the hardest I've ever been like killed myself mm. at a show. Without a doubt, Robert Kelly. Really? Jessica Kearson is as funny as anyone living. Amazing, yeah. Um, and then, um, and then Tim Dillon is a fucking yeah. Uh, Tim Dillon's a fucking hero. legend. So good. Tim Dillon's the best of what yeah. he does right now. I think uh, in terms yeah. of in terms of the guy who doesn't give a fuck the most. Uh, he, yeah, he can get away with he can he can get away with twenty minutes, just absolutely fucking cursing at the audience, calling them pieces of shit, yeah. and people are dying, rolling out of their seats. You know. Yeah, and and his skill and what people like, and I'm sure this is true in Magic as well. But like, what uh, I think most fans wouldn't like know is like it really does take a, a super duper long time to get good at comedy. Yeah. So when you have a cat like Gillis or Tim Dillon, and I make a statement like those guys are nasty, especially for how long they've been doing it, which is ten years. Yeah. Like that. That. That statement is still rings like like yep. Tim Dillon is disgustingly good at stand up yeah. for especially for as long as he's been doing yeah, it. And yeah. the same with Shane Gillis. Yeah, yeah, they're both and just so it's like naturally funny. Crazy. I, I got to interrupt you, and we got to restart these cards. Our cameras only run thirty minutes here, so yep. we'll be right back. Cool. Hey, back. It's on the ping pong table. Yeah, dude. I uh, is it is it still going? I just got it. It's so funny. I got a little text message. Like this is uh my girlfriend's computer and like uh she must have texted her parents that i'm doing this i just got a notification from mom and dad good luck nat (laughs) (laughs) i mean at least you're not at least you're not getting fucking some rando being like you up yeah that would (laughs) dude how about this for a story i'll give you one quick this is a quick story i'll tell you and i've been i wanted to tell it specifically on here so like I said, we've been watching your videos for a while. Like, love the magic stuff, the uh, magic, the reactions, the puzzles. All Hang on. Great. He doesn't mean me, everybody. So, <laughs> what's that? I was just telling the listeners that you don't mean me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Sure. Yeah. Both. <laughs> thank you. And yeah, so, thank you. said that last. I, uh, I bring it up because I, like, like I'm whenever me and my girlfriend are watching a movie and let's say like a Leonardo DiCaprio or whatever, like. Uh, like takes a shirt off or something. I like to like fuck with her and be like, "Oh, you like that?" Like, blah blah blah. blah just having her, and she's like, "No, that's not really myself." The first time, I- I'm not joking you at all. The first time she was like publicly to me, like talked about like, "Oh, that's my type." Was watching your fucking puzzle <laughs> video. <laughs> fuck this, <laughs> dude! I swear to God. And she goes, and now here's the no offense part. She goes, "Yeah, he reminds me of you." Oh, nice. And <laughs> I was like, and so I'm like. Like you, re- when you reached out to me on Instagram, I'm like, yeah, the first dude who's like publicly famous is like my girlfriend's hall pass. <laughs> to fucking reach well, out we should have done me. this in person then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's hilarious. I've always, I've always, the truth, asked, dude, a hundred percent true, dude. That's <sighs> funny. That's funny as fuck. Uh-huh. Um, Wes, Wes's wife also has like a hall pass list, and I wanted uh-huh. to hit her up and be like. 
uh, fucking what's your hall pass list. And of course, it's yeah. like some, it can't be like fucking Brad Pitt. It's got to be some B actor like fucking Josh Hartnett or some shit, right? I was going to, yeah, like, and how much does he cost? Probably four grand a day. Like, there can't be, right? <laughs> Yeah. Can't be more than that at this point. Um, you know, since Black Hawk Down wasn't really <laughs> so like, you know, and I, I would just one day have him show up with flowers, pick your wife up. Amazing. And just be like, yeah, yeah it's a hall pass. Well, I see you gotta let it go, you know, and just take her take her out for a nice dinner. <laughs> I wish you all the best, Chris. I hope I hope your empire Dude. reigns forever. Well, that's gotta be I gotta say, like, of all the like of all the shit that would be like fun about having a couple bucks, like the day I make it, you know what I mean? It's gonna be like be just being able to fuck with my friends on another level. Buddy, oh, that's, yeah. that's the best part of this it. This guy put up a fucking billboard in Vegas for a month of me with no shirt on, drinking booze, saying, call for your kid's magic, uh, magic magician for your kid's party. Yeah, put shit. his actual number. He's yes. gotten thousands of phone thousands calls. Thousands of phone calls. Yeah. On the strip, right, right on now. The strip. Down from the MGM Grand. Right in front fun. of Copperfield's fucking billboard. Dude, it cost him like 11 grand, and he's like, yeah, don't care. Yeah. Doing it. Too funny. That's fire. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we totally <laughs> fucked my buddy's house, too. We like, painted a giant mural of yep. me and Wes gross naked and sweaty on a unicorn on his fucking brand new like brand new house he was so proud of this thing he hadn't even moved in yet barely it was amazing and then we just like filled all of his fucking drawers and uh and cupboards with Smirnoff ice like yep. 500 bottles and like yeah it's just fire that's yeah. the that's the shit that's funny that's the shit that like yeah our other buddy, our other buddy lived uh still lives at home 20 years old so uh we moved him out of his house rented him an apartment got Without a new hall moved all his shit he had no idea just open the door to yeah. this place, and he's like, "What? What? What? You, you don't live at home anymore." There. We're like, "Yeah, we moved you out of your fucking parents' house." He, he lasted a month, and he moved back. He moved back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> definitely it, though. That's definitely like the goal. And I tell you know, I I tell anybody because a lot of my friends like we'll do crazy yeah. shit or like fly to crazy places, get like fucking rent a mansion, and they're always like, "Dude, how how do I ever pay you back?" Like Alex and shit. And I'm like, "Dude, you would do the same thing." Like that's the whole point yeah. of this is like mm-hmm. if any of us makes totally. it. Like, that's what you got to do with the money is, like, just yeah. make sure you're fine. But after that, fucking, yeah, just mm-hmm. have fun with it. Make your friends have fun, you know? Yeah, you got to give it to keep it. Yeah, that's a big 100%. Thing. And, you know, they're not going to bury you with that money. Just get out there and spend it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's what's up. How's the money situation for you in Texas? You get any paid gigs down there or what? You have a day job? or Way more than in Boston. Like, really? last week I made almost $150 from doing comedy, which was, like, huge. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, it's great. Yeah. Um, there's way more opportunities to make money here. There's, like, a much clearer pathway awesome. to, like, create a career here, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, I make, I like, I still objectively and, like, ostensibly make no money. That's, right. like, just a fact. Yeah. And that's, like, how it is for a really long time. Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's just, like, I, I'm, like, currently blowing through savings and, like, my whole... And that's, like, the plan. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I'm going to, like, all all forces ahead, like, face first into comedy, spending as much time as I possibly can doing it mm-hmm. until, like, I have to get a job. Like, that's the plan. Yeah, that's the best way to do it, man. Yeah. And you're a funny guy. Like, I, I have no doubt. And this is one of the reasons I, I like, wanted you on the show because I'm, like... We got to get this guy before he blows up. Yeah, Chris, like, he was going to blow up one day. Dude, this guy's going to fucking, <laughs> I kept telling him, like, this guy's funny as fuck. Like, he's going to, like, people are going to be Googling him for, you know, and shit. And I'm like, we got to get him on a podcast so we can get some fucking views in here in the future, you know? Yeah. <laughs> 
So, that's really smart. That's, that's <laughs> actually really smart. That's yeah. like, yeah, I agree. Totally agree. That's actually really 100%. smart. I do see it though. I do see it, man. You're a clever guy. I feel like, uh, are you, are you like at all into like content creating? I was like scrolling through your feed. I know you used to do shit with your buddies in Boston and stuff, but do you, yeah. are you planning on doing anything? Cause I feel like you're a funny guy, man. You could make that happen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's like a couple cats out here that we're about to start working on some sketches, stuff like that. Um, like in terms of like my social media, like I have like vaults of like recorded sets and stuff, oh, and dope. it's like definitely plan on like putting out little bits and pieces of my actual Great. material here and there, yep. like in the upcoming months. Um, but between that and sketches, that's like definitely something I'm looking to do. It's cool because I haven't had this much access to like other funny people like ever in my life. Dude, like yeah. that's awesome. And I'm sure you'll you'll. I know you just started. You just went up for the first time, right? Yep. 100%. You're going to find like the more it's it's kind of crazy. It's like it's almost like you're the funny person in your group and then everyone's funny. Yeah. Right. And it's crazy. It's like a crazy thing. So to have like this much access to so many funny people like is is almost like it's at, at first it's like a culture shock. Right. You know what I mean? And then you fall into it and that becomes your like just inspiring really. Just yeah. kind of your state of existence. Yeah. And it's like, and you just get funnier. Yeah. You know, so choice. I'm really excited about like, even just in early stages about like just the stuff we're going to be able to be like throwing out there to just keep working the muscle. You know, how, yeah. how old are you, Nat? I'm 29. I love this shit, man. I love it so much. I'm 35 and this guy's old as fuck, but it's so interesting. Like, I don't know what your parents are doing at 29, but mine weren't fucking moving to Austin to do stand up comedy and follow their dreams. You know what I mean? But like now it feels like definitely. we can totally do that shit now. It's like the world's fucking way better. It's di- it definitely is different. Yeah. Where uh well it's lucky so for shit like that I think about my parents, you know? I mean, I think about like what they had to do for me to have this opportunity. Yeah. Like we're uh my I'm a first generation uh wait, when you say first generation, do you say where your family's from or do you say American? Uh, I forgot how you do that. Well, I mean, my whole family's from Russia. Oh, okay. I think first generation is like if you're the first generation that's born here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's me. Yeah. And uh, you were born. You were born in the, in the United States. Like you could be president. I was born in the United States. Right. Okay. And my whole family like fled the USSR. Wow. And so, whenever I get like caught up in like some of the smaller stuff day to day, I can just like call my dad. Yeah. And, like yeah. talk about the gulag. Like him growing up a Jew. <laughs> yeah. In Moscow. Yeah. Jesus. In the sixties and seventies. Do you speak? Do you speak Russian so, at all? What's that? Do you speak Russian at all? Yeah, I do. Wow. Pretty broken, but good. Is that speaking when you're drunk or Yeah, I only know. Excuse me, miss. <laughs> Uh, can I ask you a question? Do you speak in, do you speak in, I say, Devushka, prosha, 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 And that's, that's, that's not bad. Yeah, not bad, right? But I get, I get, I'll get typecast as like, you look more Russian than him. I I was born in Germany. Um, so I speak, I speak German. Uh, I was actually born there. So I was like, I guess I'm like, I'm not even first generation Canadian. I'm like, no, yeah. Negative one generation Canadian. Right. But, uh, yeah, I could not be president, maybe. No, you could be president of Canada. No, no. This guy yeah, could. He's Russian. He can 100 percent be president. Uh, hold on, I stopped being. It. Can I hear you just talk again? Yeah, one two one two. Okay, I hear you. Good, good. I was saying you come from a long line of people who love following rules. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they loved it so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Germ- Germans and then like 
Can- Canadians are like German light. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine the open mics in Germany, though. Like We talked about this. <laughs> and, you know, I got some answers back. Stoic. I got some answers back, though. Because I was, I was like legit thinking, like, okay, obviously, fucking there's an elephant in the room in a German comedy club. Right? Yeah. Like, it's got to, it's, there's got to be like, there's got to be some tension there. So I figured German comedy clubs got to be some of the funniest fucking places in the world. They have to be people with really good sense of humor because you can't just yeah. avoid that whole topic. Somebody's going to bring it up at one point. So I'm like, right. you either got to avoid it completely or just go hard on the paint over there. Right. Right. That's it. Uh, but yeah, I got yeah. the answer back and it's, it's, yeah, like people are really, they laugh about it. They, they got a good sense of humor and shit, which is I, hard to believe. But yeah. I mean, you'd think the same. Yeah, you thing, have to. You, th- yeah. you would think the same thing would be true for slavery in the U.S., but people just don't talk about it. You yeah. Know? Or, or people do. Like, it, it really isn't kind of a you, – you could just go around and ignore it, which is probably what they do a lot, you know? Right, there's right. No, like, you, they must assume that of But of it's so USA. funny. Why would you ignore it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's a bummer because, I mean, we can all agree that slavery is objectively hilarious. Mm-hmm. So it's like – Yeah. 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 It's, if, yeah. slavery, if, if slavery happens to white people, funniest shit in the world. So funny. Funniest shit in the world if slavery would happen again, but to white people. Uh, is it? I, it'd be funny to-, to I mean, I, I'd start believing in karma, but I don't know if I- yeah. I wouldn't call it funny. I'm pretty white. I mean, for sure, somebody's going to get up on stage and be like, this is pretty funny, isn't it? How this turned out, right? Like, I mean, yeah. that's, that's, that's a funny setup. But- There's uh My buddy's working on a new joke. He's- I'm not going to name drop him on the joke because he's like still working it out, but it's objectively um, black guys talking to God and God says there's there's two universes in one universe. Blacks run the world. They, you know, are in all the positions of power. You know, white people are underneath them. You know, they've experienced like the whole world through that lens and they've always been successful. Yeah. And then in the other world, they're paying for it. Right, they're paying for it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's really funny. So it's kind of wow. like if you if you imagine white people right now, there's another universe right now. You right. know, we're getting the short end of the stick. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, who is it? Um, Louis C.K. had a good bit about that, about, you know, the sort of time traveling. He's like, if you're white, you can go to the year two and you're fine. Uh, you know, but if you're black, <laughs> you can't go anywhere before 1980. You yeah. know what I mean? Time traveling is not yeah, fun. For yeah. You. And you still can't even do travel traveling right now. Right. Some, right. some places. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> his his best angle on that was like uh, Louis was like. uh he was like, yeah, like, I'm not sitting here saying that, like, it's, we're, we're not, uh, like, at an advantage as white guys, but, like, you give me the opportunity to choose who I am at birth. Yeah, yeah. It's white guy yeah, every time. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, we're going to pay for it for <laughs> sure, but for now, we. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> hey, can, that's, that's the move. Can we, uh, can we spin that wheel? We haven't spun the wheel yeah, yet. Yeah. All right. So, now we got this wheel. I don't know if you're familiar with the podcast. We yeah, it. we got this wheel. Go ahead, spin it. No, I got it. I got it. You spin it. You spin it. Give All it right, a spin. Let's see. Let's see a question. A question. Oh, that's from the comments. From the comments. Oh, fuck it. Fuck them. Go again. We need something right, good. Free T-shirt again. All right, now we're sending you a free T-shirt. Let's yep. go again. Sick. <laughs> what the fuck is this thing rigged? It's rigged. I want to get a good one for. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, so two free t-shirts. Here we go. Shout out. <laughs> shout out, Nat. All right, Nat, shout out somebody. Who- shout out somebody or something you watched or anything, like a hard shout out. We'll put a link in the description. All right, great. So it could be a movie. Could, it. Be um, could be anything. Big shout outs, guys that were like super duper influential in my career, yep. even in its early stages, were the dudes from 
Boston Comedy Junior Varsity. That's going to Boston come Comedy here. Junior Varsity. So is these there a, are a they got like a Facebook page or a fucking Instagram or anything? Yeah, I, th- I think it's Boston Comedy JV or Boston Comedy Junior Varsity Full Text. There are uh, some buddies back at Boston, including but not limited to Evan Luongo, Chris Justice, Tim McClaskey, and my buddy Dave Caggiano. Amazing. And through those guys, I started getting booked on like some of my very first real gigs and really like set the ball Hell in motion yeah. for me to like Love get it. some pretty good stage time back on. Fuck yeah. Love it, man. Perfect shout out. And they're funny as fuck. Perfect. Amazing. Will you be, uh, will you be in Texas if we're down there next month? Oh, yeah. The only times I'm not in Texas for one week from the 9th to the 16th. Okay. Of December. All right. What, what's your uh, what's your next move? What are you trying to do? You know, I mean, just keep getting up and keep getting on bigger, bigger shows or what's your move? Yeah, I don't really like I mean, there's like some goals that I have mm. within that. Like there's some places I'd like to perform and there's, you know, if I, I'd like to be hitting the road. Um like either in opening spots or like doing a traveling showcase or something like that. Um, Hell yeah. But yeah, really that's it. Like is trying to write and perform as much as possible and whatever comes like with that naturally I'm looking forward to. And then um, like the longer term shit is like for a while, what I was saying is like, I'll do Austin for like three to five years and then um, like see what New York has to offer. Cause yeah. again, it's still very cool. It's still got to be the place. Yeah. But with like the current trajectory, if it continues at the pace it's going, like, you know, they're like, I would say that Austin right now is probably like the second best place for a comic to go in the country. Yeah. But especially if you're a young comic. Probably probably the best place for a new comic. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And so we'll see. I mean, Rogan's Club, like, I yep. think he announced it officially, like, exactly the location. Like, I know where it's going to be. It's going to be two suite yep. rooms, like, right in downtown 6th Street. Yeah. And, like, his whole intention with those rooms is, like, for a place for people to work. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, I think Tony inspired a lot uh, of what Rogan, like, wants to do because, like, Rogan even talked openly about just not, you know, like, he'll do sets elsewhere and he, he just wants that camaraderie and that open, like, let's let comedy grow here. Mm. Instead of keeping it locked yeah. down and sort of elitist and anything, you know, anything like that, which I think is fucking dope. I wish Magic Super dope. did that. Yeah, There's fuck, so many elitists in Magic. Amazing. It's crazy. Fuck. Well, well, dude, it's it's you guys leading the forefront of like this, uh, like what Magic can be. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, but like, I mean, Magic's got a lot of uh, people that are like anchors dragging the boat back, not wanting to fucking. So many Not pedophiles. wanting to let it sail. And, so many pedophiles. And probably way more pedophiles. It's like. The church, yeah. youth group leaders, and then magic, probably yeah. the pedophiles. Boy Scouts, close third. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. What's it? Uh, David Copperfield? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. It's fucking, it's bad. Like, I go to magic conventions, and you can, you can spot them. <laughs> uh, you can see, you can see them. Like, they, yeah, they have a smell. That's you crazy. can the, What they're wearing. Like, as soon as they wear, like, uh, a tie that has playing cards on it, you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> You know, you're one of them. Yeah. You know. Oh, fuck. You, yeah. There's a lot of stories in Magic, too. It's just fucked up, man. Because, like, it's a great... Listen, if you're if you're listening, you're a pedophile out there, uh, Magic's a great way to meet kids. Just saying. Shut up. <laughs> um, yeah. It, 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 oh, it, my God. It really is. Like, you go to these places... Oh, they, they, they already this, know, uh, man. They know. They're on there. They're looking... This yeah, you got like, this 70-year-old sweaty dude surrounded by children teaching them shit. You know what I mean? 
It's scary. Yeah. It's fucking wild, man. It's not cool, but yeah. Yeah, I don't think I don't think yeah, any kids should be able to learn trip. magic until they're you should never be able to see a magic show until you're nineteen. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's that's good. Yeah. Because yeah. you you just make the you just make the kid disappear. Yeah. That's yeah. like the finale. Oh uh, dude, so many so many stories I've heard. <laughs> fucking wild place. But it's just it's just a type of like magic just attracts that type of human being. Like a lot of uh, introverted people get into magic because, you know, mm. they're fucking alone in the room practicing and just doing their shit. And then finally, when yeah. they show a trick, it's the only time they're accepted by their peers or by anyone else. And so they create their whole persona yeah. around this sort of, I have superpowers sure. or whatever it fuck it is. And so you get a lot of weirdos, man. You get a lot of weirdos. You know, it's easy to so stand there's, out. Uh, there's, there's like a, there's some relation to that within stand up and that, like, you know, you craft your ideas, you bring them out, you get an emotional response from somebody else. And it might be one of the few places that you have that, but there's no, like an act can still be an act. You can still pretend to be somebody else that usually like, that's, it's very rare that that's what's working right, yeah. for a comic, that their act is like truly an act. Yeah. Right. Like uh, most of the times it's just like either exaggerated or slightly shifted versions of ourselves up there. Yeah, for sure. But, there is for sure, especially in some other comedy scenes, like a ton of people who will get on stage, tell some jokes, get off and be like totally like socially inept. Right. Like no ability to hang out at all. So they're just really good at writing. And, uh, yeah, I even, I even hear like I, I've heard like Rory Scovel talk about like how he's like once he's off stage, he's like, I don't I'm not that social fucking butterfly fun guy. And I'm like, but you're like the totally. funnest off the cuff kind of dude on stage. Uh, and he totally and I couldn't imagine him not that way in real life. I couldn't yeah. imagine not handing him something and him riffing on it. Like it's weird, but I guess people are because I'm very similar to how I am when I perform. Very similar. Were you were yeah. you the class clown in high school? To a like detrimental degree. Yeah, yeah same. Right. So like <laughs> that sounds right. Me, Wes, and Eric are other buddy who's fucking hilarious. Shout out to Eric LeClaire, one of the funniest human beings I know. Um, we're all sort of the same breed where like the goal throughout high school was to get or throughout any fucking school was to get the teacher to laugh. You know, if you could, if you want, oh, if yeah. you won the teacher over, you won the whole room. You know, you can get the, you can get your buddies to laugh and this shit or get the girls to laugh. But if you get the teacher fucking cracking up, you know, you've won that room. And that's always been a high for 100%. me in high school, you yeah, know, yeah. especially. 100%. Is that how you, uh, it's, it's the ultimate. It was, it was that your go to, like, uh, did the, did the girls find you funny when you're in high school? Like, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <for> the boys? <laughs> like, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I kind of sort of came out of like, a, like I was pretty reserved until high school and I like kind of like real, like the pendulum swung like really hard in the other direction right. when I got to high school. And it was mostly the dudes who found me funny because yeah. I would always take it like really far. Yeah. <laughs> and there's only like so much that like, a high school girl will enjoy, yeah, like comedically, yeah, yeah, not the best know, audience. Like, <laughs> yeah. Eventually, they're just like, okay, you you have to stop. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're disgusting. Crazy. Like, you can't say that shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's great though. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a commonality I think in a lot of uh, funny people. It's like you, you like being extroverted, being funny, uh, seeking attention. Uh, you know, all these all these sort of characteristics. I mean, help develop. I think good comedy. Uh, but then there's, like you said, there's a lot of genius comedians who are so 
fucking introverted and in their heads yeah. that they can navigate a single thought further than most of us could and get to a genius fucking punchline or setup or whatever it is just because they can go there in their heads, yeah, but they can never totally. do it around a table with some friends, you know? So like when I was, so when I was like younger, I was always the kid, you know, you remember like when the like birthday parties, it wasn't like, it's not like you had friends or not. It was just like the entire third grade class, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like everyone was invited. So I was always the kid not playing with the other kids, but just lighting up the parents. <laughs> I was the kid just like holding court, doing like old Mel Brooks impressions <laughs> in, for all of the wow, so parents. Crazy amazing and and everyone like all the parents are like oh that nat is such a young bright kid and all the kids are like that that freak that was in the kitchen <laughs> you're doing mel brooks comedy your buddy your friends are like what the fuck uh, yeah yeah dude i'm like oh it's good to be the king and they're like what? <laughs> fuck. Well, and you 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 must have graded in like 2010 right I would have. It would yes. have had you, yeah. I, but like, I, I would have. So yeah, okay. I was just saying because like, there was no social media when we were when we yeah. were going through school at all. For us, there was. So yeah, I'm just. I was like, oh, I guess you caught a little bit of that. Maybe at the end, I don't know. Yeah, definitely did. Definitely, they had phones. You had phones in high school and shit. People were texting. Yeah, we had phones. I think I remember having like a Facebook account by like 08. Yeah, I think would be when it happened. Yeah, it would be 08. But then. That was there wasn't like content as we know. Right, it. right. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, Vine wasn't so popping it really yet. was just the social media. Right. Right? All it the good all the good parts of it and none of the uh none of the crazy shit. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, but also yeah, like yeah, there no, wasn't no, like social, funny no shit. Vines you sharing shit. Because Vines helped a lot of comedians pop off. That's true. Um Vines were the shit, dude. Like six second videos. Yes. Like that, I miss it so much. I never like it, tried it. I it's never fucked because it. in a day and age of today, just like TikTok and like short attention span, you would think Vine would fucking crush. You would think, dude, Vine's perfect for today. People have the fucking memory of a goldfish yeah. and they just want to consume content. Let's bring Vine back. But yeah, it's become this game of like trying to captivate people for three minutes or a minute and, you know, keep mm-hmm. them, keep them going. It's a weird place. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see what when you start dropping uh, like your clips, like you said that you have in the and vault sketches, there yeah. and stuff. I, I want to see. I want to see how those do. I'm excited for would you. you. Now, would you ever come out to Canada? Uh, yeah. So, okay. Let me ask you guys this. You might know this. So, I have outstanding medical bills in Canada, <laughs> and uh, and they said I can't go and like this is when it happened like ten years ago. They said they're not going to let me in the country until I pay them. Is it? And I was it, like, Don't we have free healthcare? Sounds here? like bullshit. I will promise you. That the, those two entities do not talk. Like if you That's went back thought. to the hospital in Canada, they would be like, "Wait, what the fuck?" Then you got to pay them. Right. But if you're just crossing the border, there's no fucking chance. What's the it's bill? Working that What's well. the bill like? What's the bill though? Because like maybe it's like ninety grand. No, no, they, they don't talk at all. There's no what, way. What's the bill? Now, nah, what's the bill? How much? Oh, I don't know, dude. Like they gave me some number that was like somewhere around a thousand bucks. Yeah. Like. Yeah. 10 years ago or whatever and i just literally haven't thought about dude, it since other than you'll be fine never whenever my buddies are like let's go to some strip clubs in montreal dude, i'm like i'm not sure i got outstanding tickets in other provinces that they can't even talk to each other about don't worry you're not it'll never happen okay just come through nice good to know <laughs> very good to know definitely come through wes and wes and i are looking like last night we spent last two nights we spent probably like five six hours writing down sketch ideas mm-hmm 
Um, nice. And just like we want to get other comedians up here. We want to collab with people and just fucking have a great time. And dude, we have like the craziest studio. We have all the cameras and the lights. So we can make some high end fucking comedy we're here. out of like, excuses except for the lack of other people to collab with exactly <laughs> so like you you come through dude we'll write some sketches up we'll get mm-hmm. fucking we'll get going <laughs> yeah i'm down a clown oh shit Is that you guys oh, wait wait <laughs> the oh bat- shit the battery the battery <laughs> it's searching for the yeah. dog <laughs> <laughs> plug it in I can still no, it's coming see you towards you. <laughs> <laughs> the, the robot's looking to charge up it's got a mind of its own at this point. <laughs> this is sick. It's in the back. Hold on. Plug it in. There we go. We're we're good. Turn Yeah, turn him. There you go. Perfect. Now we're good. That's fucking hilarious. It just grew a mind of its own on screen. He's like looking for power bar and it just starts fucking moving around. It's freaky. <sighs> that's pretty pretty fucking cool though yeah it'll yeah. go charge by itself if it gets below 10 percent. yeah we wanted we wanted to add something special that's why we brought the robot along because like you know most people are doing zoom calls and shit and i just can't stand yeah zoom anymore like the thing makes me think of fucking the c word and i just hate it yeah we don't even mention that yeah. shit on here if we do we have to take a shot of the whiskey so like we never talk about it yeah because fuck yeah. it's an escape get away from it who gives a shit we talk about it all day long yeah, I mean, you guys are you guys are just like uh, kind of gear junkies by trade. Yeah, so it's like why not throw a fucking robot in there? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's exactly. That's do you do you ever get the sense like because I felt this the other night at uh, we went to see a couple open mics and stuff, and we should probably restart the cards before we get yeah. into this. Eh? All right, let's restart the cards. We gotta get different cameras that film for longer than a half an hour. Here you go, Wesley. Yeah, so I was just saying, like, do you ever get the sense when going up, um, like, we were, at a, we were at a couple comedy clubs the other night, and just to sort of break the ice, a lot of people like to come in and be like, oh, glad we're all in the same room again, and, and fucking, they just, they say something about, you know, the pandemic or whatnot, and it just... I feel like it brings me down. Like, I don't even want to hear about it on yeah, stage. Yeah, it's the wrong move, I think. Just I, I, Unless you have a real, real bit about it, just ignore it completely. Like, like, sorry, I was just checking my eye. You mean, like, people, like, commenting on, like, the state of affairs? Everyone yeah, coming like, back a lot of together, people just to break the shit? ice, they'll be like, and I feel like, ugh, such a downer. Like, every Glad time we're all back it, in the same room together. Yeah, I don't like, even want to uh, hear uh, it, uh, I feel. Yeah, I mean, it's like... I hate to sound like a dick, but like, what's funny about that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know, what I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah. And, uh, and I think we've ridden that I way. I have like commented on the situation to lead into like another joke that might be like commentary about the specific place I'm in, sure, or the crowd that I'm working right. with, because like that's just like yeah, a really good sense. trick, just a little something to remind everyone, like you know, we're all in the same room yeah. right now. Yeah. Like and I'm not just like going up and just saying words at you. Yeah. Yeah. Um so that kind of stuff, but to to be like to to start your set by being like, I've been sad for a while. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's fucking uh, bad. So this quarantine this here's what I learned do. during quarantine. I'm like, uh like 'cause you, you yeah. know what it's like we talked about this last night and it's kinda of fucked up because you have 
Uh, normally, if, if something comes along, like whatever it is, whether it's fucking Dog the Bounty Hunter looking for, you know, Brian Laundry, whatever it is, right? There's these, right. there's these windows of funny where, you know, a week or two, they're still funny. Months after, you're like, okay, like we're not making Whitney Houston cocaine jokes anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. It's just you get over it. And I feel like even though COVID is still very much a present fucking thing, we're over it in terms of comedy. Like, I mean, we're not just right. like it's it's been done. It feels like 2020. How the fuck are you even talking yeah. about this in this podcast right now? This is crazy. I'm gonna take a shot. You, you, you mentioned three fucking times. Like, yeah, let's just down. switch topics. It's crazy. <laughs> It's crazy. Let's go. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. You drinking tea over there? Coffee out of my uh, Van Gogh mug? Grandma Zoya's mug. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. It's like the. Also, just because I, I definitely want to shout her out real quick. My girlfriend, Tara Dugan, set all of my audio and video up. Couldn't do it without shout her. Shout out so Tara. Put that out there. I like it. I, I mean, I'm so happy because uh, it's a lot of extra steps. Appreciate that. <laughs> I was like, "Do you have a mic?" He's like, "No, I'll figure it out." Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Yeah, it do- doesn't uh, doesn't hurt that she wants to fuck Chris. Yeah, That's, uh, <laughs> she went out and got all it, this shit ready. Makes, makes way more sense now because <laughs> I was like, "Wow, she's really helping out." Man. I also I think it's hilarious. She's like, "We can get three cameras if you want. <laughs> we get five. <laughs> she's like, I can be on the podcast. It's all good." Um, yeah, totally. Fuck fucking, I, I also oh, think cool. it's funny that you have an actual mic. Yeah. <laughs> like you're doing a set right now, which is funny as fuck to me. Like, I think it's just great. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. It's, I see a lot of com- comedians on their podcasts having actual mics because they know how to hold them. Right. Any other guest it would be fucking holding them over here, talking, letting it fly. Right. So most of us need this good shit. mic practice. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I've always preferred, like, I uh, I used to do a podcast with a couple of buddies back in Boston, the guys we recorded yeah, that Milk video Jug. that's on my Instagram. And we would have like, you know, the mounted mic like you guys are working with. I always just felt more comfortable rocking it like this. Yeah. Sometimes I find, yeah, I, I want to, you know, and then I end up moving it around because I, I want to change position and it just, it doesn't work so yeah. well. But I mean, riveting conversation, really, though. Yeah. Mics? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anything. Talk about this for sure. <laughs> okay. Dude, that's the thing that, that's the thing that people aren't thinking about, man. They think you just, you just show up. The set's been there the whole time. Yeah. Everything's configured. You don't know. Exactly. Exactly. There's a lot of work that goes into this shit, man. So much. Multimedia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like we're stressing right now. We're supposed to be uploading last week's podcast, but we're still doing this one. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of work, but it's all good. Well, that's the shit that's way harder. You know, I mean, like I'm really only good or even like c- kind of good at like just going up and telling jokes and writing them down sometimes. Yeah. Like that's everything else is a, a for real challenge. It's a hard. And, oh, sorry. Go for it. No, no, you. Well, I was going to say, that's uh, that's the weird thing about the way the world is right now, which is cool, is like, if you're good at like self-motivation, putting out content, making shit, it's it's the best time to be alive. There's no gatekeepers anymore. Make your own shit. Yeah. But if you're someone who's like just good at doing jokes and writing them down sometimes, then you're like... You got to move to Austin. Yeah, you, yeah you, need, <laughs> you need a break. You need somewhere. Yeah. But those breaks don't really exist. You used to be able to like go on fucking Johnny Carson and pop off. Now, that that. I got buddies that have been on Conan three times and no one fucking cares. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Mm, that's so true. Right. It's different it's now. It's crazy. You have to grind it out in the fucking back end. And there are no gatekeepers, but oh, there right. is like 40 million people doing it. But that, you know, you look at guys like Shane Gillis who put his special up. Obviously, he put his special up because no one was fucking buying it, you know, because the whole thing he went right. through. But still, that did really well for him. And I could see a lot more comedians going down that road. Um, you know, just mm-hmm. not have to deal with the, you know, the bullshit that a lot of yeah. these people on. 
these higher, you know, bigger platforms are dealing with, with, you know, this whole cancel culture, mm-hmm. like just doing it yourself, putting it on YouTube, uh, Joe list, yeah. his special is fucking amazing. Awesome. Um, you know, so you get all these like hour long YouTube specials. And I think that's it's, the way to go. It's the same thing I did. Cause I know, I noticed there's no magician specials up there. So I put up two full one hour specials and both of them did over a hundred thousand views each. Yeah. And nice. all the clips from them have multi million views on each of them. Yeah. And that's how I got my shit on, uh, on any of the TV shows I've gotten anything was from putting that stuff out there. It's the greatest way to get out there. I it think. really is. And people like, especially in magic, they're just not doing it in comedy. They're really doing it now more than ever and and people have always been good about putting out clips especially since louis did yeah. years ago but like man that's the fucking right. way put it out there yeah it either gets totally. eyes or it doesn't it doesn't matter yeah. if it doesn't get eyes then no one saw it who gives a shit or if it gets eyes that was the point there's yeah. nothing in between that's true and especially like you know there's a lot of guys that are worried about like you know you talk about like burning material and it's like yeah sure like putting together an hour special like that's a lot of work it's a lot of writing it like you know really takes a while to craft it but like I got buddies that are like worried about putting out putting out like a thirty second clip of a bit, like within a bit that they're doing. I'm like, dude, you think you think you're gonna get booked on like some show where you're doing ten minutes and someone's like, Oh, I heard that thirty seconds yeah. on a clip. Yeah. It's just that's not how it's working. And like if if that's the last good idea out. you have, you're in the wrong fucking career, dude. <laughs> Yeah, like carry that's, on. We yeah, we deal with totally. that magic too. Magic. A lot of people are like, uh, oh, they, you know, they they covet their material, their original material, so closely. And I'm like, you know, if you you covet that shit, and like all you're doing is like swatting away people who are trying to get at it, like you're not moving forward anymore, man. You got you got to literally not 100%. care about it, it, whether it's good or bad. Leave it behind and fucking let people let people hack at it let people take it whatever and just keep moving like that's, that's especially today man so many people are creating shit it's Dude, crazy that's uh that's 100% true like in my act like let's say in my like really tight 20 10 of it is like pretty old stuff that i've like refined and like worked on a whole bunch and i love doing it cuz like i just like killing but it's i'm definitely like ready to move on like there's yeah. no you know, they say one of the hardest thing to do is to kill your babies. And it's yep. like the stuff's working. It's not going anywhere. Like I'm going to burn it before I do. But there's no part of me that's like, oh, shit. Like, what am I going to do when I can't use this 10 of the 20 anymore? Like, right. I'm like, no, I'm I write every day. You're that's in Texas right. now. I, I mean, what we do. it's really hard to kill your babies in Texas. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely tricky. <laughs> that's that's yeah. good. There it is, dude. It's really hard, yeah. <laughs> it's a good time to kill your babies. There it is. Except in Texas. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough time to be in Texas. So talk about talk about um like a subject you hear at every open mic. Oh really? Is, yeah. Is the, uh, Definitely. It's very topical. I bet. Especially in Austin because yeah, yeah, it's surrounded like, by it. So yeah. To the to this day everyone everyone's pulling out abortion jokes, you know, making making a living off the like the, the snitching angle of it, yep. making money off the snitching, mm-hmm. that's like a big... Oh, wow. Uh, what? Fuck me. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the whole thing. If you, you get rewarded? Yeah. What? That's fucked yeah, You get up. 10 grand if you accurately snitch on someone who's planning on... The <laughs> fuck out of here. That is <laughs> yeah. wild. What? That is the most Texas yeah. shit I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Super duper. I feel like there's... Yeah, they got fucking... Pictures of fetuses with a wanted sign yeah. on the fucking yeah. <laughs> on telephone. That's line. funny. <laughs> oh my god! Fifty thousand dollar reward if you uh, That's fucking wild. <laughs> if you find this fetus. I mean, everyone's trying to make a living. Stop ratting. That's kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Fucking weird. No one likes a snitch. Yeah. <laughs> what's it? What's it in? Uh, 
Can- in Canada now. I know you guys like yeah, you, had some. You can kill really your babies. You can kill your babies. Yeah, case. it's pretty progressive. Like we're we're almost Canada's almost too woke. Um, yeah. for a lot of things like cultural diversity, everything's cool. Yeah. But like then there's laws like um like there's actual written laws where if you misgender someone, it can be see- it can be taken as a hate crime. Um, so there's yep. Shouts out to uh. What's that? Is that C sixteen? Yeah, C sixteen. Yeah, exactly. Like, so there's but some like, fucked I mean, up. Like, no, we don't hear about I, it. Yeah, but we, it is a law, which is kind of yeah. Up. I mean, I, I've never heard of like yeah. I've heard about it, but I've never heard about it actually in practice. No, so same. I, I don't know. But I mean, it's still yeah. kind of fucked up. And we have like we have a province, Alberta. Here is like is very Texas in their in their ideas. So they have a bunch of their own. They're always trying to get the same kind of uh, abortion. Like you can't have an abortion stuff, and like so that we have because Canada's just so vast, right? It's so big geographically mm-hmm. that we have different areas you go to that you're like yeah. people got some really fucked up ideas, and other places are super progressive. I'm from Vancouver, and it's very like yeah. L.A. woke there, which I I love. So it's it's easy, yeah. but then you go other places and and you're like, whoa, this is fucking got some real right wing ideas in, yeah. in a way that you're like, sure. what? Are you Canadian? But, but then you also have you also have like um, I, I feel like. There's there's certain there's certain laws in Canada that are like just a little over the top, like mm-hmm. with with stuff like that, with like just being a little too harsh. Um, you know, aside from like aside from like the gender stuff, what else is there in Canada? There's well, I mean, we we we, we legalized weed, second country to ever do that. That's true. We've been uh, all, mm-hmm. uh, gay marriage well, been around at, for a look, long time. But look time. at Mike Ward. What happened to him? See, that's that's the other well, side. He of the won. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, no, it took him ten years, dude. But no one else would win that. And and he didn't. And he didn't want. He didn't win. It got dismissed and sent to possibly another court. Like yeah. Mike Ward. Are you familiar with Mike Ward? No. Uh, one of Canada's probably most famous comedians. Definitely Quebec's number. He has the number one comedy podcast in Canada. Norm Macdonald, dude. Yeah. P- yeah. Part, dude. Really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Just because you asked, and I can't believe he's my all-time. He went to my comedian. elementary school, like without a doubt, Norm Macdonald's my all-time hero, best ever. He went to my elementary my school. My English yeah, teacher man. taught him. Fucking great. Yeah, Alexander Wolf yeah. in uh, in Quebec. Yeah, that's fucking sick, yeah. dude. My English teacher. Yeah, my buddy taught. Dave went to theater school with him, and he was like, it was like obvious right away. He like he like turned in a uh, an assignment, and they're like, why don't you read what Norm wrote so you can see what comedy is supposed to be. Wow. <laughs> They handed him that. It's like, it like a kid in the class with you. You're like, okay, I'll read this guy's shit. Oh, okay, yeah, that is better. Fuck. It is better. Norm's a legend. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, always uh, the funniest from day one, apparently. Yeah, and so different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Mike Ward, one of the most famous comedians in Canada, 10 years ago, he had written this joke um, about, okay, so you had to know the situation. There's this kid called Jeremy, all right? And this kid was like a Make-A-Wish kid who was like going to die soon. He was like deaf and like just... Uh, you know, a bit physically deformed and stuff. And, uh, this kid went on like these TV shows and won these singing contests, not because he was good, um, just because it was like a make a wish thing, right? He was very bad at singing. Yeah, sure. Um, and it's, it's, you know, almost funny. Um, but he did his thing. And then after that, he started getting booked. He started performing for the Pope. He got on like performing for the Queen, like all this crazy shit. And this kid's career just took off for years. And so Mike mm. Ward's, and he was in the newspaper and everything. And Mike Ward's joke was like, when's he going to die? Like he was a make a wish kid. Right. And that, that was all right. Like, is he supposed to be dead? This kid. Right. That's like, and which That's is great. fucking hilarious. Um, they, so he got a letter in the mail saying you, you're being sued right now for um, freedom of fucking whatever. And $80,000 you got to pay to, for that joke. And yeah. Mike's like, 
I'm not going to pay that. Like, that's fucked up that like, right. you know, freedom of speech, comedy, whatever. Like we can't be paying this. And so we could have easily given him $20,000, called it a day, but he spent the last 10 years in court fighting this, had to appeal it. The third time he appealed it, it finally got dismissed. Just trying to do it for like, for the sake of comedy, right? For like, other comedians it, that they don't, don't have to deal with this shit. So Mike's like a, like a legend in Canada now. He, yeah. he basically beat this like a week or two ago. Um, and f- no shit. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, after 10, he was on Rogan. He did Rogan talking about this stuff 10 years ago. Um, and he's been dealing Sick. with this shit ever since. He's like, it ruined my fucking life. Like I used to be skinny and yeah. fucking in shape. He's yeah. like, now he's just like pale, yeah, fat, depressed. It. Yeah. You can't blame, they blame that the year is not, the, not <laughs> you know? my kid. That's not, nah, but that still not like he, he's we been through a lot. Bad. And so that's what I'm saying. Like Canada, we, like we're still battling like almost like being too woke sometimes about stuff like sure. this. You the, know what I mean? the more you go around other places though, the more you're going like, I'll take that yeah, instead sure. of the other shit. Cause like I go to some place, I'm like, nah, I'll go back home. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it is like everything has its like pros and cons, but when your problem is everyone's too woke, I'm like, it's not that bad of a problem. Like that's yeah. when people say like, like it's one of those ones where it's like, yeah, man, that's the better side to have. A yeah. Problem. It's just comedy might suffer a little bit. But yes. Yeah. That's for sure. That's yeah. for sure. Comedy will suffer. Yeah. That's, uh, it's tough. Uh, yeah, Canada, Canada's cool. Like, I've always liked, I've always liked my time up there. Like, I spent some time in Montreal with my family and with a, with an ex. I had an ex in Toronto. Uh, yep. Uh, and I really dug out there. So I enjoyed the major say, but, uh, we say Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> Tr- Toronto? Toronto. Yeah. If you say Toronto, it's a, a cool immediately. City. Some of the best Indian food I've ever had in my yeah, life. Toronto's true. great. But yeah, it's, it's interesting yeah. when I hear, like, uh, because I do a lot of college shows, and uh, I always hear people yeah. are like, "Oh, college shows are like way too woke. It's not going to go well." I've never, I've ran into it maybe once. Yeah. Like, it, like as right. much as we're always like, "Oh, people are are too take offense to shit." Those people don't yeah, this really guy, exist. This guy There's used to have a, a bit where he'd climb on a pole and throw Tic Tacs in people's drinks. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's like, great. You stopped doing that. I stopped doing that a long time ago. <laughs> but that, I agree too. That's just not a funny joke anymore. It, was, it wasn't even yeah. funny when I was doing it. <laughs> I mean, it was, but it wasn't. I uh, I can say that at least out here, like whenever you're going to get any pushback for like a joke um, or like a really negative reaction to something that you're just trying out, for the most part, it's going to be from someone who's either in or just fresh out of college. That's at least out here. Oh, okay, yeah, fair, fair, fair. What's, what's the no-go like zone, this... you think, in Texas? What's like the one that you've seen multiple comedians try to tackle that was always like, ugh, is it like the uh, the gender thing or is it like what's what's the one that gets the most like, ugh? Is it still like racism stuff because of Texas or is it like, yeah, that's actually, that's a great question. I'm trying to think like what, like, can, I mean, there's nowhere on earth currently that you can like do a black joke if you're not a black guy. Right. That's just like true in the, in the current yep like social setting. Yep. Doesn't work. Trust me. I've tried. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but there, I don't know what like out here that gets like the biggest pushback. I can tell you that it's, it's actually kind of mixed because like, uh, in the crowds in the city of Austin, like Jew jokes are super hot. Like they're always, they just fly because wow, really? they're like one of the last people you can like, yeah. at least in a club, like make fun of. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then, and then like, uh, you know where I get some kind of, I had a really dumb joke where, uh, where I go, I've been watching a lot of TV. I started watching, uh, uh, what's that? I just go, uh, squid games, more like squint games. Open your eyes, guys. Come on. <laughs> and, uh, it's just like, it's just like a dumb, yeah, yeah. Little throwaway joke, and it's always super mixed. The reaction, I think, right now, the stop Asian hates like still kind of fresh yeah. for people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's really like it's the thing is with all of it. Like the truth is, is that it's just the tide. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you got to know. When if to there's ride no it. like, 
I have never been mad at a Jew joke in my entire life. Yeah. Like, I've had so much fun. There's like an A-plus comedian out here, former comedy store guy until he moved out here, Isan Ahmad. And he's like super duper funny. He's always on Secret Show. Yeah. He, like, gets big gigs all around town. Excellent comedian. I watched him working out some material at a mic. And like, this is just what like the actual, the consensus of my comics. He's a yeah. Muslim comedian. And he did a joke where he goes, where he, and he just working out, open mic material, like not done at all. And he goes, like, essentially, there's not even really a joke. The, the premise was like, I, I keep trying to like Jews, but they're making it hard. <laughs> it's like the whole That's angle. It's fun. So I followed the guy like two comics later and I was like, yeah, a lot of Jew jokes, a lot of like Holocaust jokes tonight, which is all well and good. Uh, until that fucking Muslim guy started saying it, right? right? right. Then it was, it was like, ah. yeah, it's fair game. And then, <laughs> and that's like, and you know, we all we you know shook hands and we're friends. There's no yeah, like, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. of course, of course. It was all for banter. animosity there. So it's all about like just kind of where, like the vibe, is, and and like really the big thing, like not to get like too far down the rabbit hole, but like the big thing is like what you know, are you watching mainstream news networks or not? Right, and right. if you are, like that's gonna have a big. Uh, influence on like what you find offensive or not right. today or tomorrow. Yeah, that makes well, yeah, I like, I like, I feel like a lot of audiences, you can see them even when the, when you've thought a joke out perfectly or someone has any comedian and it's, and it's totally coherent and it's fine. You can see them not laughing because they're doing fucking math in their head. Is this, mm-hmm. is this yeah. okay to laugh at? Yeah. And then it misses the moment and they don't laugh or whatever. And then in retrospect, they probably driving home being like, Oh, that was probably pro- kind of funny. But in yeah. the moment they like stop themselves because they're yeah. like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. There's a, so that guy, Mike Vecchione, I was talking about, he's got a great, like, tool that he uses, and it's in the album. Well, one of the best jokes he, he does, he, he does a joke. He goes, uh, race relations, we gotta solve them. White people, black people, we gotta get along. I think I found a solution. It's brunch. What's white people's favorite thing in the world? <laughs> breakfast. White people love breakfast. All white people love breakfast. Breakfast, the most important meal of the day. Who invented that? A white guy. Black people. What's their favorite thing in the world? Being three hours late to shit. Boom, put them together. <laughs> brunch. It's great. Problem solved. Funny, and right? it gets this huge pop. And you can hear him on the tape going, um, uh, blacks are laughing, so white people, you may laugh. <laughs> oh, that's and funny. That's, like, that's... And he's like in the audience so like making the commentary. Fuck. And that, that's it's what like a lot of it is. Tony does that a lot, too, where he's like, where people are like afraid to laugh. And he's like, no, the Mexicans are laughing at my Mexican joke. He's like, you're allowed to laugh now. Oh, you know? so funny. Fuck, this has been a good podcast. It's almost, man. It's almost always a, yep. it's almost always a white lady. That's yeah, mad. yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. But like, also don't go to a comedy show then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know where you are. Like, it's tough. It's tough. Yes, yeah, a lot of it's people win. Uh... They feel like they've won their tickets or something. Like, what do you? How did you end up <laughs> yes. here? How did you? Like, we said we were at the comedy store in line. And there was this lady uh, waiting in line. She's like, she had no idea what she was doing there, and we were trying to get in. She was ahead of us, and. She's like, yeah, but like, what's really going on in there? What's I'm like, get the fuck out of here! What are you doing here? <laughs> you move, yeah. Just get out. Being of here. randomly placed yeah. into a comedy show is bad for everyone. Like, you should not be here. You know. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. that's a that's a fact. Fuck it, now it's we're like, gonna we're gonna end it on that, dude. You're you're a legend. I like your style, man. I think you're hilarious. Thanks for being our uh, thanks, dog. Our, our first guy on the robot here. Yeah, definitely want to hang out if we come it's down to honor, Texas. Really. Um, gets you know, just fucking go to see some comedy and and uh, and hang out and shit. And would love, would love to get you to Canada eventually, man. If your uh, if your plans ever, I love that. Permit it, we'll we'll get you up here and we'll do some sketches and stuff. I think it'd be great. Sounds great. Um, guys, uh, check the link below. You can you can follow Nat. I've left it there on uh, Instagram. Is that all right? You can follow. Him. Yep. Follow him on Instagram. Great comedian, up and comer. Um, anything you want to say? Anything you want to say to anybody before we leave? 
Uh, no, like, uh, uh, yeah, this is like, this is, first of all, it's crazy to me. Like, I've been a fan for a long time. So, hey to everyone who's like seeing me for the first time on other platforms. Check out my comedy. Uh, some people say I'm pretty funny. It's nat.comedian on Instagram. Thank you guys for the opportunity. Um, and big shout outs to, uh, my friends and family and especially all of my bud- buddies doing open mics in the city of Boston that hell yeah. haven't gotten out of hell Fuck yet. Yeah. So hell yeah. Well, hey, everybody tell three friends about it and, uh, see you next time on Bottom of the Barrel. All right, see ya. Bye. There it goes. That was great, man. Great fucking time, bud. That was really good. That was a really fun podcast. We've uh, been talking. I had a blast, dude. Down in the barrel, there's a naked man, a stupid drunk with a bottle in his hands. Hey. Along came a brother from a 